and welcome to the Vent Sem podcast. That was that was very upbeat podcast. Um, Simon here with, with Liam and Fraser. Hi guys, how are we? Hello. Yeah, all right. Thanks. You can hear your chipper nine point voice. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. Yes, wasn't wasn't quite so chipper after the first couple of games when it was very much okay. Let's let's everyone calm down and not start talking about relegation. Um, and oh well, it's going to be a long old season. Uh, I think that was the point. It was going to be a long old season, and the first two and it games still is. It is, yeah. Well, exactly. It's yeah. <laughs> There's, you know, I I like Liam Manning. I think he's very much. He didn't get carried away with the first two results, and he's not going to get carried away with the next. Those, you know, the next three. It's it's very much. We'll stick to the process, and we'll we'll carry on doing what we're doing, and it uh, it seems to be working at the moment. I've been away on holiday, so I've missed the. Derby and Barnsley game, but I saw the Carlisle game, and that was obviously an improvement over Cambridge and Bristol City. Uh, not massive improvement. I still felt we were a little bit mm, not great, but but bet, much better. Um, and certainly the Derby and Barnsley games, obviously better still. Yeah, I think the Carlisle game, the result was what was better, really. <laughs> yeah. um, and then Derby, it was one of those games that you're watching, your heart's in your mouth throughout it, 2 nil up and then they get a goal back and you're like, oh, this is going to be edgy and stuff. And then after the game, you sort of think back over it. Really didn't give them that many chances. Barnsley, we, there were a few chances that Barnsley had, but I think we defended them well. And I think that's what it came down to. We did what we needed to do well against two sides that doesn't matter how they started, doesn't matter how they're going at the moment. They're big sides. And and they should be the right end of the table come the end of the season. And we've beaten them. Mm. How many times under KR did we say we can't beat a top six side? I mean, the, the, as soon as we saw the, the opening few fixtures had Barnsley and Derby in them both away, I thought, oh god, um, you know. And, and then when we when we went and lost the first game and were a bit ropey against Carlisle, we thought, oh, I don't know what we're going to end August on here. It might be a might be another Carl Robinson season. And I know, you know, the stuff did start on online, you know, questioning what was going on or were we as good as we thought we were in pre-season. Didn't really agree with the balls for a change of management already. But I, I, I got to say, I kind of got the frustration. It just kind of looked like last season again, because that's still rather fresh in the mind. Um, I think a lot of people just saw what was happening and thought, God, it doesn't look any different. We're making the same kind of errors. But yeah, I mean, once we got that Bristol City game out of the way and, and you know, got snuck that win against Carlisle, I mean, the last two games have just been ridiculous. And those are the two that you would think, you know, we're going to struggle here. But And the shocking thing, about it was at the Barnsley game when we finished, every player under 30 it was on the pitch. Yeah. I mean, that's mad. Especially to go when, when it was 2-1 and it was, you know, ropey. One of those unbearable times in football that always seems to happen. You're, you've got, you know, about 18 minutes it usually is left in the game where you're defending a one-goal lead and it's just, you know, the worst thing in the world. And then, you know, if you found out that stat then, everyone on the pitch is under 30, probably, yeah, I think you would just, just give up then. But not only found a way to see it out, but went and scored another goal and then, you know, oh, I just want to let my imagination run away now with the rest of the season and mustn't. Well, wasn't it at that goal. point that we conceded that goal? Uh, wasn't that when Bowden came? Because it was a, a change that was going to be made before the corner and then still sort of goes ahead with it. So you get Odonka and Goodrum coming on. That's madness. That's a, that's a stupid idea. Don't do that. Mm. <laughs> and then they go on and, and uh, score the winner. It was, it was obviously 
Barnsley sort of came onto us because they had to at that point. But it's not like we just sat back and absorbed the pressure. We had between 83 and 89 minutes. We had a fair few attacks. We had corners that we were putting into the box. We weren't we weren't playing for time the whole time. And I think there's a maybe that's the naivety of the youngsters. But, you know, we won. 3-1 instead of 3-2. The game now this season, you know, will not allow you to to waste time anywhere, really. I mean, it's um, unless you... What's the... It seems to be unless you waste time after 90, then yeah. you, you can. But before that, it's getting added on. Um, I mean, we've seen crazy numbers getting added on. Well, I think the Women's World Cup final, was it 13? But they played was, 15 Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I mean, this is I mean, something we can touch on later in the podcast. But, you know... Is, it, is this what we want or not? I don't know. The the whole set of rule changes sort of annoys me that everyone's banging on about them and and we're about to. So, um, <laughs> but a lot of Bang them away. seem to be... <laughs> um, a lot of them seem to be, oh, we're going to actually enforce the rules that are in place. Like, mm. That's why the, the time was added on for those yeah. stoppages. Oh, we're actually going to do it now. Oh, for the delaying play, we will book players. You should have been the whole time. For arguing mm-hmm. with the ref, you do get a booking. For showing an imaginary card, you do get a booking. All of those things, as far as I'm aware, have been in the rules for a little while. They've mm-hmm. just gone, should we actually enforce some of them? Some people seem to be kicking off that like, oh, well, it's ridiculous. What, that you have to play football for 90 minutes? <laughs> I, I don't see what's so ridiculous about this. Yeah. To talk more about the Barnsley um, game and and not just remain positive, would be just before we scored the third, they get through one-on-one. How different that game could be when that ball goes across the third face of goal and, and Cole can't get his toe to it. Those two chances, either of those go in, it's a completely different game. We're deflated, haven't been 2-0 up and and potentially drawn it. It could have gone on to lose it and so on. Um, but that's fine margins of football and... And and we did keep going, and you've got to credit the keeper for um, for the one on one in particular. Hmm. Uh, that's that's how it goes. The three points go our way, and and there will be other games where we don't get those um, those sort of rubs of the green, hmm. and yeah. it, it might not come out our way. But in the meantime, let's enjoy having one at Derby for the first time in how many years was it? Was it Melville was the last? player to score there well yeah i mean the, the the derby result was was just amazing and and they're just they're one of the teams aren't they you you just think of as probably being either winning the league or being right up there and especially when you've got to go to their place um and, and try and get a result and um i think also what's kind of impressive is that i think in both the derby and the barnsley game we we did not control the possession um we didn't we didn't have lion's share they both had more, but so it kind of shows what we're doing when we have the ball is very effective because we only we don't have it as much as the opposition in both of those games. Yet we find a way to win both games pretty co- convincingly. I think the reason they're so good those two games as a pairing is because Oxford have won fluke games in the past, uh, you know, on a Tuesday night somewhere, and then it's been a false dawn and the, the Saturday usual service res- resumes. Um, but the two things are that both games were won convincingly and that they came one after the other. I think it's, you know, it it looks really promising. And yeah, you talk about the keeper just then. I mean, Beadle's been a revelation. And and like I say, he's probably worth a few points already. One thing I've really enjoyed seeing is um, a couple of the goals, uh, one against Derby, one against Barnsley. In fact, it was, the, it was to get the penalty against Barnsley. It's from their mistake. They misplaced a pass. Bam, we were on it. 
and we we score from it. And I can't really remember that happening. I remember a lot of over the last few years having to work really hard for goal. I mean, <laughs> funnily enough, the the times I can think of us closing someone down and and forcing a mistake are against Liam Manning's MK. But other than that, oh, yeah. you think for us to get the ball and straight away lay it off to someone and it'd be exciting. And then there was another one with a, we managed to to close it down and get a nick on it. And then there were seven or eight one touch passes and it goes through to Brown and it's slightly ahead of him, mm. but that goes in and your goal of the season, you know, fourth game in, it was, it was brilliant. Yes. We do a lot of the passing at the back when we when we have possession, but when we first win it and people talk about transition and stuff, it's been lightning these last two games. I mean, you look at the style of play for that second goal against Barnsley, uh, against Derby. The build-up is just wonderful. The whole mm. move is brilliant. I mean, there's the slight moment at the end where um, I can't think who touches it before. It's Bowden, isn't it? And it goes yeah. back to... He slightly Harris. loses control of it. So, I mean, yeah, okay, slice of luck there. But the luck was earned in the move that came before it. So, um, and the finish from Harris. I mean, Mark Harris... I don't think anybody was massively excited when he signed. He just kind of seemed like a squad striker that you think, well, we'll just have a go of him and see how he does. And um, I mean, three goals in four games and and those two finishes um, against Derby, the, both finishes were were just fantastic. And uh, What yeah. was interesting was after the Carlisle game, he said, I had two or three chances I should have shot from. And then you could see that change when mm. we went into Derby. The first first time he got the ball, he shot when he definitely shouldn't have, but he was yeah. having a go and he was putting that right. And and seeing someone learn that quickly is is really positive. Uh, we haven't got a side that's set up to be kind of a long ball team. If we're going to have a goalkeeper who's going to hit it long from goal kicks, Mark Harris isn't going to be battering centre halves to win the ball. It's more likely. The ball, you know, they'll win the ball. So we've, you know, we're we're going to be a side that wants to build, and that has to come from from the back. Um, and and you know, you're right. It it doesn't bother me. I quite enjoy you know the way we've been playing. Um, and it is that point of slight difference with the way Manning does it. In a, a centre half, will take the initial goal kick to the keeper rather than the keeper playing it out to a centre half. And it's it's that you know that point of difference but it's been like you say there will be one or two hairy moments throughout the season but I think that possession based way that we want to play um it's going to have to come from from the start you know from restarts and yeah Beadle, Beadle looks very comfortable with the ball at his feet um and I mean really weirdly we haven't really played a long ball since Wilder I don't think we've had any manager that's done that style of football and he didn't do it or it wasn't his thing all the time. He he did it a bit, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't think any of mm. um, Appleton, you know, Clotet, Robinson, Manning, they're all kind of, none of them are always really miss out. What it? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Gary. <laughs> Seven defeats, one win, Gary. um i think one thing that's interesting is um we've we've got a fence end podcast chat with um with former members as well so hi kath if you're listening but we were we were talking in the chat about the um the goal kicks the short goal kicks and kath hadn't really seen them but sort of gave us the heads up that football management yes there's a lot of coaching and stuff goes into it is it is difficult but a lot of it comes down to 
make as much space as you can. Now, the short goal kick stretches out the pitch. So you look at it happened under Wilder and he got asked the question, when there's a goal kick going to be taken and everyone goes to one little cluster, mm. because and, and this was a quote that came up at a forum, um, Wilder said, it's the only place uh, Turley can kick it. <laughs> which which was sort of tongue in cheek, but there's there's facts there. <laughs> um, you don't win second balls often in that situation. It gets flicked around. Who knows where it's going to end up? It goes out for throw. Whatever happens, watch back the Carlisle game, the Derby game, the Barnsley game, and we won more second balls than I think I've ever seen us win. And it yeah, it it stretches the game out. Even if Beadle ends up having to to whack it long. Inevitably, it goes to their defenders. Most of the time, we were getting the second ball there. And I, I really can't remember that happening for an Oxford side. I think it's a realisation that you kind of think, you're right. Not, not, you know, that's, not a, that's not a shock. <laughs> but it's that realisation that... Marks the day. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, the, the stretch the game, open up the space. And, and yeah, you're not, you know, trying to win that second ball in congested areas. And we... And we we also now look as well much quicker to to press. You know, if if it does go to the opposition, we're very quick pressing to to get the ball back. And often the first thought is to play it forward when we have got won it back. It's something in the in the games that I have seen. We're very much looking for a forward pass rather than a okay. Well, let's get it back to the centre halves and start again. It's very much a let's get it forward. Let's look to to keep that pressure on the opposition. And I thought Stan, yeah. I saw a little clip of, of uh, the goal that Stanley Mills got and wow, he's quick and intelligent. The run he makes as he comes into the box, he's not the ball well ahead yeah, of himself. He does the old schoolboy one, didn't yeah. he? But he also, it's getting across in front of the defender. He, mm. he, he almost sort of leans his head in to get, right, I'm now in front of the defender. He, he you know, he can't touch me now because if he yeah. does, I'm, I'm falling over and, and it's going to be a free kick or a penalty. And and the pace he showed, I was, you know, was like, wow, that, I think we could be onto something with him. I know the Everton fans were, were very positive about this season for him. Um, and if he, if he gets that kind of confidence to do that week in, week out, I think we've got quite a player on our hands. Yeah, it's quite quite nice seeing. Uh, obviously, Brown got the penalty in the first half. He gets fouled so often. If we yeah. can have that on the other side, <laughs> um, I, I didn't see any arguments about the penalty from from anyone Barnsley side. Everyone seemed unanimous. It, it was a penalty, um, and I think you know he could have been booked for that, and then he got booked, and then he got uh, away with a. Uh, Let's say a fifty-fifty, but it looked a bit like a foul later on. So he he could have been sent off. Um, Derby, I don't know how that penalty wasn't given in the first half. And then there's the argument of he's through. The defender hasn't tried to play the ball, so that may well be a red. And then they should have had a, a, a booked player fouled and managed to get away with uh, with it at the end. And apparently, he was saying to the Oxford players, he wasn't the uh, the last man. Well, that isn't what they were saying. It was a booking. The foul was a booking and he had mm. already been booked. So you're talking about Derby potentially being down to nine. And if we're doing that to teams on their turf, where that's what they have to sort of resort to, that's got to look quite positive as well. That penalty decision, that was a shocker. Um, it, it was Curtis Nelson, wasn't it? He brought him down. 
Uh, quite possibly. He gave the ball away a couple of times as well. It's oh, probably his best performance for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, might, I knew he was involved in something. It might be that I'm thinking of, that he gave the ball away. But um, yeah, it, it's, and again, you know, you, you mentioned just a second ago there about the, the Stanley Mills um, uh, move that, that created the, the own goal. Although it was an own goal, it was, it was only because he'd done so well and caused them such a problem that... You know that there was nothing. They had no answer for for the position he managed to get into. And Bowden just taps it in anyway. If uh, if well, the yeah. defender doesn't do anything, then you know we we were scoring that opportunity one way or another. But just looking at the table now, and uh, the the next couple of games that we've got, uh, Charlton on Saturday um, with a a, um, with a certain Mister Methven in charge there, uh, not not managing the side. Not suggesting that, but he's uh, he's he's running the lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, washing the oh. kit, doing everything, um, and then Port Vale uh, the following week. So, I mean, Charlton won their first game, and then have lost the the next three. Um, if we win that game, them. should we play some like nineties techno stuff after the game <laughs> instead of Sweet Caroline <laughs> or anything like that? Should that would be that? yeah, yeah. Because you got you got to try and build it and build it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little caption, EDM music builds. Or something. <laughs> the, 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 the little caption. So, yeah. Um, oh, it's just one of the best things Netflix have ever done, that scene. It really is. It's, oh. I just, it's just the when he says a little bit mad, I I just want to kind of take off into the sky. I, do, I can't <laughs> explain how excited it makes me. Yeah, a, a little bit mad. Like, he thinks this is the craziest thing that's ever happened and he's in charge of it, you know. But, yeah, sorry, Ty, child. No, no, no. So it's, an, it's another chance to play a side, you know, one of the one of the bigger clubs at this level um, when they perhaps haven't quite got going. And, well, here's uh, the thing. When you look at, we've got Derby away, Barnsley away, Charlton at home, you look at those and you can go, oh, if we manage to get six points from those mm. three games, I'd be buzzing. Well, here we are going. Oh well, I want I want nine then. Nine, we, nine, we've yeah. got the get six. Greedy. We've got the toaster. <laughs> We're gonna gamble. <laughs> um, yeah, I've had, had a great day, Jim. <laughs> yeah, it's it is like the more I watch football every every year, I get this. Uh, it, watching the the final at the weekend as well. I hate football. Yeah. I hate watching it. I hate how it makes me but feel. Football. It's it's horrible. Yeah. I feel sick. My watch keeps on going off. Going, your heart's gone above one twenty BPM, and you seem to be sat still. It is <laughs> it is not good for you, and it makes you feel awful. And I I'm hooked, and I can't switch it off. And even you know you get these great results, and that means I'm happier for the week. But it doesn't make me any less nervous next match. Um. Mm. And I'm already thinking, oh, we're going to win the the next 20 games and then we're going to manage to blow it. Everyone's going to be calling us bottle jobs and all of that. I've, I've just run away with it in my head completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, to answer your question, I am a bit concerned about Charlton. Mm. <laughs> but it's, you, can, you can see that in the two games we've just played as well, the exact roller coaster you're talking about happened in the game because in both games when it went 2-1... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was 2-0 and then they both went 2-1 didn't they like when the second went in in both games you thought this is amazing this is the best thing that's ever happened in the history of the universe as soon as each of those goals went in both times I was just like this is bullshit this is absolute <laughs> nonsense I'm living with this 
And, you know, I, I don't know what, yeah, why Why are we even involved in this? Why do we do this? <laughs> I, I really don't know. And, like, the, the the Derby one was like, oh, great, we've got three minutes to ride out now, and I don't, I don't know how we're going to do it. Yeah. And then the Barnsley one, you're like, 20, oh, no. Oh, oh no, this is yeah. going to be. And, and I, if anyone said, but why do you like football? I can't really tell them. No, I don't it's, know. I don't know. It makes me feel sick. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, well, it's a bit like beer, isn't it? You know, if, yes. <laughs> you kind of, that's, that's, you know, the first bit, that's an acquired taste. Are you sure about it? You know, it's not as nice as, you know, orange squash or whatever it is when you know you've been drinking the year or two earlier peep show now with the wine (laughs) well you know you can't not delicious like coke or hot chocolate no exactly Uh, but but it's great the way it makes you feel yeah Yeah. but then occasionally or but it does make you feel sick sick yeah Yeah. so it's you know but we we stick with it and we spend a lot of money doing it and we combine the two football and yeah you know so yeah, when um, so the Barnsley game I didn't get to go to. I was with my mum, but I was listening on iFollow, and she just kept looking over, going, "You don't know like you're enjoying it." I was like, "No, <laughs> I'm not. of course I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it because the the stupid thing is, I was saying this to a family member the other day. When you get a last minute winner, that's the best feeling in the world, isn't yeah. it? Mm. Um, but that means you've had ninety minutes of hell because you haven't been winning. So. Or, or you go the other way and you're 4-0 up at half-time. And then at that point you go, oh, it's done. Mm. It's, there is no good can come from football. And you can <laughs> quote me on that. Oh, like you can go on the fence and poster. <laughs> <laughs> or being an Oxford fan, if you're 4-0 up at half-time, there is 1% of you thinking, we could mess this up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Could mess this oh, up. yeah. Do you remember Scunthorpe away? Oh, up, don't. And oh. in the space of like nine minutes, it was three oh, all. God, yeah. And then, and then the manager comes out and goes, well, we didn't bottle it at least. Oh. <laughs> what? That was, yeah, that was a particular low. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's a bit weird being upbeat on a on an Oxford podcast. I, know. I don't like it. Someone we should just touch on, um, a certain Mr. Negru, um, mm, yes. getting a lot of attention at the moment. Apparently, in the last few hours from Brighton. Yes. Um, don't know how how true that is. That's that would be a hell of a move. Um, They've certainly been well. Apparently, according to uh, news reports on Twitter, whether you can believe well, it's not X. X um, yeah, they they've been. After a lap from Derby uh, and and Derby aren't budging, so they've switched their attention to Stefan Negri, who, according to that's the problem the internet, we made Derby look bag average. Yeah, yeah. They? So, so got, oh, we'll have him instead. Uh, and I looking at the internet, it's uh, sixteen senior games he's played, wow. and in in I think he made his debut as it um, twenty twenty two, sort of about this time last year, and yeah. and. He's now being looked at by a Premier League club. We've got a really good track record of bringing in players that aren't the obvious ones that the from here, there, and everywhere, and and developing them. And um, so you kind of think. Well, I think it shows that we're doing the right thing in terms of of recruitment. Um, you, it would be if they're going to do it. You know, they've got a huge amount of money sloshing around at the moment, Brighton. It'd be, okay, give us loads of money for him. We'll have him for the season. You know, you can, we'll take him back on loan. Um, but it's, 
yeah, testament to the lad that he's done so well and looked absolutely made for the game. You know, he doesn't look at all phased and he's he's been really impressive. Yeah, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because you sort of want you want him to stay, so you want the interest to stop, but the only way that's gonna happen is if he has an absolute shocker. Mm-hmm. Um and you also have to look at there were lots of rumors about um Jack Stevens and clubs being after him yeah. and offering a, a fair or putting a, a fair amount of money towards it and and ideas and stuff and then he got glandular fever and that's it bam mm. um so you also think if imagine just being told a year and a half ago by the way you're going to get a guy from Ireland who's going to play for you 16 times um, most of those are as a sub or, or mm. going off, uh, so not even the full game. And then you're going to be offered X amount for him. You'd you'd snap a hand off at that. Yeah. But now we've got him. <laughs> I want him forever. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, sorry, so the 16 games is for both clubs that he's played for at senior level, not just oh, us. Really? Yeah, flipping. I think it's um, yeah. I'm not sure which way. It might be 15 or 16 games. Um, sort of not. F- I think he played nine at Shelbourne and he's now played five for us or six for us. So yeah, it's, it's, if, if it happens, I just hope it's early enough that we get another defender. In, yeah. Um, yeah. With, with the money that's been um, put towards it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one of those things you don't want it to be an hour before the transfer deadline. Mm. Yeah. There is something I want to be in a podcast. It can centre around the the Brannigan rumours, which seem to have gone a bit more quiet this this last couple of days. But you know they they crop up every transfer window. Um, my my wife has a thing with uh, about Cameron Brannigan, whereby she has a has a tune she thinks should be his chance. Now he's got two chance, mm. um, and she doesn't go with either. And I don't know the name of the tune, but it goes like this. Who's number eight? It's Cameron Brannigan. He went up north and then came down again. Who scored the goal? It is that man again. Oxford's Cameron Brannigan again, again. <laughs> it's, uh, I, and, and to be honest, it, it was when, when it first happened, I said, um, Cameron Brannigan. She said, oh, is this his charm? And did it. And I was like, no, but I think it probably mm. should be. I think that's yeah. great. And I warn you now, that tune will be stuck in your head for yeah. weeks. Yeah. yeah. Uh... Sorry, sorry, anyone listening. If Fraser keeps that in. That <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. Well, we need to hear it in on Saturday, don't we? It needs to be yeah. sung. <laughs> on the uh, on the eighth minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think as well. So when we now when we'll we... find out exactly like five people will start chatting. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the might of the Fence End podcast. Yeah, that's right. Actually, Jerome listens sometimes. Get him Hi, to sing on radio. Yeah. Hi, Jerome. Hi, Jerome. Hi, Tim. I was just about to say, if we, as we're doing the highs, I'm going to say hi to Kev. He's a Stoke fan who I, who I know through uh, going to dog agility stuff. So as we're bu- building up to the Port Vale game, um, he'll be more than happy if we stuff them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin from Stoke, uh, come and see Snow White at the Mitchell Arts Centre this year uh, and see... Me as the lovable muddles. Oh. Anyway, there you are. I got that plug in. Yeah, get that in there. Um, it's just you, Liam. Obviously, did the uh, wonderful Cameron Brannigan song there, and we uh, it, we probably could touch on him briefly. There's been a again. This is all based on Twitter or X, but a lot of things have been flying around on there 
that um you know these predicaments would you sell him now for big money and try and get you know there's a lot of talk that he's on very good money no one really knows but um well someone does he knows <laughs> but, um... <laughs> he's he's on more money than any of us are. Yeah. Well, I think probably, that's fair yeah, to say combined. <laughs> yeah um, but um yeah there's, there's a lot of you know it's supposedly well known that he earns very well for for league 1 so we could maybe get two players for the money he's on, I don't know what are your what are your kind of thoughts on it. Um, it, it's sort of similar to what I said about Negro, in as much as if he goes, I want it to be early enough for us to be able to to do something with it. I don't want a situation where oh, don't go to bed yet. <laughs> I know mm. it's eleven a.m. This one, isn't it? But that that whole Matty Taylor, it just made me feel sick. Don't don't do that to us. You're meant to be running the club properly. I don't mm. I don't understand any of that. Spend the whole time saying we're going to bring in a striker, and then you do, and and hours later you get rid of the other striker. I just don't understand at all. I, I always think that there's that kind of you, you mentioned getting two players in for the money he's on. You you can only play one. I know that's that's a silly thing to say, but but it's it's a bit like. You know, oh well, Harry Kane's gone. You know, without him, Spurs would have been relegated without his goals. Well, yeah, but somebody else would have played in his place. Mm. It, it's yeah. I, and if we can replace him, you know, I often say it, we're a third division football club. We're not. We're not. You know, losing Harry Kane, who, who is pretty much irreplaceable. And much as I love Brannigan, and he's he's that kind of heartbeat of the side, isn't he? You know, he's very much the 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 fan on the pitch, you know, he can play, but he's also got that. I I hate losing. I absolutely hate losing. And if we do replace him or if he does go rather, and we do need to replace him, we need that kind of mentality in, in whoever it is that comes in. Um, I think it's certainly earlier in the season, this, you know, the, the game that I did see, he was playing further forward. And I think he could well be a player who gets several, you know, gets more goals this season than he has done in previous seasons when he's been playing a, a bit deeper. Um hope he doesn't go, you know, love him to bits and Yeah, but he's but he will not always be an Oxford United player. No, absolutely. he will stop at some point. Yes. So yeah. you you look at like Mark Sykes, we could have cashed in mm. on him, but he went for free. Yeah. Um very different players and and so on. But um yeah you see that you see that happen where you go no we'll keep hold of him we'll keep hold of him and then you end up you know he still moves on mm. and you end up out of pocket because of it yeah no very true talking of but I'd um, rather he stayed yeah absolutely talk talking of, of signings and transfers and stuff not a lot happened well since the last pod we were saying just before we came before we came on air um really it's it at the moment it's just um Vildship going out um and which is likely a, 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 a hefty wage off the books. You'd think Maybe so. Maybe. I is, should is imagine so. Gets, I think he was signed for good money. So, um, I mean, I'd imagine there was a payoff um, to, to yeah. get, him, get him out of his contract. But, um, but yeah, less it, than it would have been. Yeah, mm. of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and and a couple of, uh, of rumours. Greg Lee at, um, at Ipswich seems to have been mentioned a left back, I think. That's fairly, you know, that left back position is somewhere we've been talking about strengthening for a while. So I think that's that could that could be one. Um, the Jack Marriott thing's gone a bit quiet. Um, 
But I think you, you were saying Liam, he didn't play at the weekend. He didn't play at the weekend, but he um but that that could just mean that he uh is off somewhere. It doesn't necessarily mean mean Oxford. Could also be that he's just uh, you know had a knock or out of form. Like it, mm. players get left out all the time, but Marriott's one of those names you expect to be in a in a squad, especially when the club look like they may well struggle. Yeah, um, I don't really know how Fleet would have done, um, but one one point from their four games. So yeah, oh, nice nice little nest egg, isn't it? Yeah. Um, no, that's it, yeah. It, in that case, you'd go. You want to be playing Jack Marriott, who mm. at at this level can definitely do a job. Yeah. So do you think you know if you had a crystal ball, if, if you could wave a magic wand, if it was Marriott and um, Greg Lee, and that's it? But, 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 but now on the end of the window, that's a that's a successful window, would we say? Yeah, if, think, especially yeah. if we didn't lose anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that is maybe with one eye looking at how bad Brown's injury was. Yes. Um, because that that sort of went quiet. And you always worry, even even when whenever Marcus Brown gets fouled, he stays on the floor, um, partly to you know, try and get us a free kick and then booked or or whatever it is. But because of his injury record, I hold my breath. Mm. And so when he does have to go off. It, it is a worry in my book, uh, but we'll see. I guess see what the scan says. And and Liam Manning's been quite um, cards close to chest in terms of saying, oh, "I'm not sure yet." Mm. Even in the preview shows, and then they're in the squad or they're not in the squad, just to keep everything under wraps. So moving on from the from the men and onto the women, and a, and uh, the manager leaving was. I think a bit of a shock, but then when you look at it, you're kind of going, okay, well, he's he's done very well as a manager at, uh, at in the third tier, and he's gone to the championship second tier. It's a good move for him, and, and it's a full time job as well. Fantastically well, yeah, yeah. He's he's gone from you know being given a chance um, and doing really well at Oxford to getting a full time job in football. Mm. Um, I hope from for his sake, it's run in a different way. To Reading's men's team, <laughs> yeah, because I hope he gets paid, um, mm. and the the players in in the men's team haven't uh, haven't been paid on time relatively often, mm. um, and I, I've seen a few people sort of refer to him as a snake or a turncoat or Judas or anything like that, and you think, well, a he's a Southampton fan <laughs> that still lives in Southampton, um, and he is he's someone who wants a job in football and he's got mm. one. And I think it's, I think it's great. I, I am sad for the women's team because he did a great job. And the, the few times I've met him, he's just seemed like a, a thoroughly nice person as well. So I'm really pleased for him that he's, um, that he's doing that. Um, and yeah, I wish him sort of all the best for the future. I just hope that we can get in someone that can get anywhere near yeah. to what he did. Yeah, continue the good work if possible, and yeah, the, and the right sort of um, attitude to the to the game that that Liam had, and and the, and the way that there was a, a real you know togetherness that he built along with the rest of the staff and, and players, and yeah, fingers crossed that'll continue that. Two 0 up against MK on on the weekend, and and drew the game. Not the worst result if you'd have said two two <laughs> beforehand. You kind of go oh, okay, yeah, okay. Just- 
hard this is the way it happens, isn't it? Minute, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think was was it literally the last kick of the game? Mm. Um, no, yeah. but you you win or you learn, and it's that I reckon that's one of those games that they'll have learned a lot early on in the season. So mm. hopefully that'll that'll help in the long run. Um, Kath's still involved there. I don't know in what capacity, but when Kath's involved, just from knowing her, she knows more about football than any of us ever will. Yeah. <laughs> so if she's still um, if she's still on board, then it's in safe hands, as far as I'm concerned. And I would imagine if you know if if she's on the touchline for one of the games, and people turn out, they'll be going bloody hell, it's Serena Veedman. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> really you know, that might, like that might put off people. <laughs> you know, the opposition they'll go run out. Who's the back? Oh wow. Oh, okay. Right. We got to work that out today. Yeah. Uh, just for the record, she is younger and she she looks younger than Veedman. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But- yeah. But there is a similar <laughs> style, isn't there? Yes. Yeah, if you weren't wearing your glasses, you'd be going, hey, who's that? And to be fair, it yeah. was her that pointed it out. So, yes. You know, I think yeah, yeah. yeah. So if Someone once uh, said, I don't like Alan Carr. So, it, you know, you could get a worse <laughs> one, Cass, to be honest. That's hurtful. That is, isn't it? Um, um, right. Before we move on to any other business, last time we spoke about... Um, sort of relations between the club and fans and making mm. sure that people still feel um, valued. Uh, we got asked about if there were any specific examples about this. And yes, there are. Um, we're not going to go into it too much because it's 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 personal to them. But the um, if you go to the stadium um, on a match day outside the South Stand, there are tables actually it's just been inside uh, more recently there are a few tables and lots of merch sold um now from my understanding they they had been told you can no longer sell anything other than those match programs um and and being told that is fine the club are allowed to do that but the way they did it was uh, as i say from my understanding just not a way to go about people who are trying to support your club and they were spoken down to and told that they're potentially ruining the brand and that's not on those people give up their time and um we are a community club that's that's how the club sells itself to mm-hmm. to people and people around the kidlington area <laughs> yeah. um and that's how we all feel we feel part of a community when we're there and people who give up their time should at least be spoken to in a in a decent way. Now, from what I understand, there has been resolution. Uh, they'll continue to sell. It won't have uh, as much range, but there'll be more than just those uh, those match programs. Um, so there has been some sort of resolution, and it seems that the club have taken feedback they've got from several sources on board. Mm-hmm. Is that too vague? Is that too, too much? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think. Know. Well, one thing to add to that, uh, and you know, for those people that don't know, the money that's that that they take in goes back to the club in one form or other. It's gone to you know to the to the um, the community trust. Uh, oh, sorry, the yeah um, yeah community trust, Oxford United, and the community to the women's team. They you know it's they're not making money themselves. They're they're not doing this for their own you know lining their own pockets. Everything they they raise goes back into the club in one form or another. Um, and I believe there was a cheque handed over at the Carlisle game for five thousand pounds. Yeah. So it's not little money they're making. No, no. It is a fair whack. Um, yeah. And I, I feel that those people should be appreciated more than being told they're potentially ruining the club's brand. Mm. Yeah. When if it weren't for 
people like that there might yeah. not be a brand to have yes absolutely yeah and, and brand is far more than oh that's our logo and you shouldn't be using it it's it's about how you treat people how you want to be perceived how you do business how you yeah how you speak to people and 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 treat people and and they were selling official the club merch they weren't yeah, yeah, you know no, touting no, exactly. half and half scarves or anything <laughs> yeah. no so okay. it's yeah but like you say it seems to have reached a resolution that uh yes we'll, we'll see how that goes from from now on in um but yeah no absolutely um well yeah any other business obviously the well, the, the women's world cup on Sunday, we'll we'll kind of move on swiftly from that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not not good. I mean, what a great thing it's done for for women's sport in in this country. Again, they yeah. just keep stepping up and doing things and 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 setting records and um and that's probably done a great thing for Spain as well. Mm. I think they were the better side on the day. It comes yeah. down to that. Um, but I, I just fully believe we'll be back mm. and yeah. and ready for the next time. I think there's there's plenty more for these players to give. And if you look at the players that we lost in between the Euros and the World Cup, mm. I wasn't expecting us to get that far. No, no. Um, it, and it's then a fairly young life. squad as well, you know, with the exception maybe of one or two players. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is still a very young squad. Um so yeah, that that sort of development of the women's game, you you can see more and more players feeding into that very very top level, and, and you know in the England squad and and doing well again. I think it, it's as as the game improves and and progresses, hopefully with with Oxford's women team involved in some way or another, going up through the divisions. Yeah, and it can only be a good thing. And great to hear Robin Cowan getting yeah like she's first game she's she ever so lost good. Isn't it, as a england commentator yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah she comes out with some belters as well um mary queen of stops uh, obviously went fairly viral mm. after she yes. said it absolutely like and she's she's great to listen to and it, it would be so easy for the bbc to go jonathan jonathan pierce does our match today and mm. that's a, a voice that people are used to hearing and stuff like that no give it to to Robin and she's absolutely smashed it. Well done to her. And and listening to her on the dub, it seems to have exhausted her voice. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know how she stays so calm, to be fair. Well, I believe Robin listens and Jerome listens. I don't know if George or, or Ben do. Well, I if, not. I mean, I've, if, if they, they do, if they do, what, that what was Simon to say that. in the next dub? <laughs> um, mention a cheese and ham sandwich. <laughs> right, I can't wait. <laughs> Um, right, uh, I am half expecting you to ask for predictions, and for Tim's sake, I'm not going to do it. No, and I and Ruthie <laughs> Rue after the after the Cambridge game, I'm sat not far from Ruthie. Rue. Yeah, don't make predictions. Don't do that again. So I think no, we won't. We'll just enjoy the game, and whatever happens, happens. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Um, looking forward to Saturday because I've met, I haven't. Been to a game for a week or two, and uh, yeah, looking forward to the game immensely. One very final thing: we'll be handing Oxbox will be handing out little cards with a QR code on it, with all the information you need to write to the council cabinet uh, and say approve the land deal, so that we can crack on with the planning for the stadium. Very important. In a very do nice that. and non-threatening way. Yes, yes. <laughs> Just say we okay. need the stadium. 
Surely that doesn't need saying, <laughs> no, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Shouldn't do. Yeah. yeah. The stadium yeah. will be great. It'll be green. It'll be friendly. It'll be Absolutely. great for the area. Yeah. All of the yeah. above. Right. Thank you very much. Um, we'll be back in as uh, soon as we can. And uh, until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.